Hello friends, and welcome back to the Homecoming Podcast. The Homecoming Podcast shares conversations, practices, and inspiration for returning home to your true self. I'm Sarah Elaine Nelson, a certified yoga therapist and yoga teacher, working mostly online using the traditional practices of yoga along with modern technology to help you create more ease and joy in your life. Since we're focusing on falling back into the yoga habit this month in the online membership, I thought it might be interesting to share a bit about my journey to establishing a yoga habit. So the furthest back I can trace my exposure to yoga was an issue of Sassy Magazine. Now, for those of you who are unfamiliar, Sassy was published in the late 80s and early 90s as an alternative to the more mainstream 17 and Young Miss magazines. I read them all, but Sassy had my heart. So somewhere in that time period, Sassy Magazine did a spread on sun salutations in yoga. And I remember sitting on the floor, looking at the magazine and trying to get my body into the shapes and to then coordinate my breath with those movements. It was incredibly challenging. This was pre-internet, so there were no videos online just me and the photos in the magazine. Little did I know when I gave up on those sun salutes that someday I'd consider it fun to go to a special class where we celebrated the solstice with 108 rounds of sun sun salutations. Fast forward a few years and you'll find me living in San Francisco post-college. I belonged to a gym and the gym had a yoga class and I gave it a try. If memory serves, there were probably only about four of us in class that day. I didn't know anything about yoga or how to use props and I'm not even sure that the gym had yoga props. And this was the late 90s and by the time we got to the final relaxation pose, I was in love with yoga. I left that class thinking I would practice yoga every day. I'd come to the class and I'd practice at home. I just couldn't believe the way my body and mind felt after that one class. And I never went back to that class. I did eventually get a yoga VHS tape that I would practice with, but it never had that same effect that that first in-person class had. Now, I don't know why I didn't go back. You know how life just gets in the way and it's just not a routine. But I did continue to practice off and on with videos, eventually upgrading to DVDs. I had one Hatha yoga video, one Hatha yoga DVD, and one Yoga Nidra DVD. Now, of these two, the Yoga Nidra, which is like a guided relaxation, that was the practice that had the biggest impact on my mind and well-being. I really loved it. But (laughs) 
I thought I had to be stretching and strengthening and contorting my body to do yoga. So I didn't do that practice as often as I would have liked to. A few years later, my yoga practice really took off when I moved to Portland, the early aughts. That was when I started going to classes, and that's when I first learned the hint that there was more to yoga than poses and movements that we did with our bodies. I started going to a gentle lunchtime yoga once a week that was offered through my work, and I did these early morning immersion classes at a yoga studio four days a week. Now, these classes could not have been more different. Um... The one at the yoga studio was actually in a style called shadow yoga, and I didn't really know anything about it, but sometimes in that early morning class, we would hold this wide-legged squat that they called um, horse pose. So imagine you're like sitting astride a horse for 10 minutes. I, I kid you not. We were strengthening our legs, yes, but we were also learning how to be with discomfort. Now I will say, this is not something I practice anymore. It's not something that I teach, but it did serve a purpose for me when I was in my 20s. And then I moved, I changed jobs, I lost my practice for a while, but something always brought me back. And I'll be honest, It was almost always my anxiety that brought me back. Whether I was flowing through 108 sun salutes or holding a pose in yin yoga for 15 minutes, nothing, nothing non-pharmaceutical anyway, calmed and soothed my mind and anxiety like yoga practice did. And the more I learned that there was so much more to yoga than the physical practice, the more I wanted to learn. See, I had been a philosophy and religion major in college, and I had and have a deep interest in religion and spirituality. I remember learning in my very first philosophy class at community college that Socrates had said something like, philosophy is learning to die well. And that has always stuck with me. The more I learned about yoga philosophy, the more I realized it was a framework for learning to live and die well. And then I found yoga therapy. Again, I have anxiety to thank for leading me to yoga therapy. Yoga therapy was this amazing mix of breath, movement, and mindset topped off with deep relaxation. I loved meeting one-on-one with my own yoga therapist. And it's not like we were working on poses. We were working on mindset through the poses. So we still, we still did the yoga poses, but it wasn't about perfecting an alignment of poses. I was learning tools to help calm my nervous system, and it was deeply, deeply nourishing for me. In summer and fall 2010, a series of events happened which gave me the opportunity to look directly at my own mortality to spend time thinking about 
what I wanted to do with my life, what I wanted to spend my time on. And the answer was clear. Whether I taught yoga or not, what I wanted was to spend more time learning about and practicing and sharing it in some way. There was a false start or two as I found the right program for me that also enabled me to continue to work full time. And at this point, I'll be honest, I still thought that having a home yoga practice meant getting up early every day, ideally before the sunrise, and practicing an hour or so of strenuous yoga postures followed by 30 minutes of seated meditation. And I could never live up to that expectation, which meant I was constantly disappointing myself. By chance, it turned out that I chose a therapeutic yoga teacher training. Friends, I wish I could say that is what drew me to this particular training, but it honestly had everything to do with it fitting into my schedule. It was in this yoga teacher training that I learned much more, so much more about yoga philosophy and psychology. We dove deep into the yoga sutras, one of the primary ancient texts of yoga. I learned that yoga is less something that we practice and it's actually more a state of being that the practices are meant to steer us towards. I didn't learn how to kick up into a handstand in the middle of the room, but I learned that by watching my own thought patterns and reactions, I could change them and create a more peaceful life for myself. I didn't learn how to balance on my hands in crow pose, but I did learn that if I gently extend my exhale, my nervous system calms. I completed that program in about a year and a half. I started teaching here and there while continuing to work. And I never gave up on my dream of training to be a yoga therapist. And that became a reality for me about um, five years after I started teaching. It was a second existential crisis that allowed me to let go of much of my old life and move up to Canada to focus on my yoga therapy training. And friends, I think it's worth mentioning here that the things that have created space for the biggest leaps forward for myself along my life path came out of situations that felt like devastating losses. I think of those hard things now in retrospect as the compost that has fed the flowering and the blossoming of the work I do that feeds my spirit and feels most aligned with my true purpose here. So I spent another year and a half studying yoga therapy in Canada. And one of the most significant things that happened in that training for me was our module on chronic pain. And I remember when we started that module and I was confident it had nothing to do with me and the people I would eventually work with. I didn't think I had anything to offer people in pain since I hadn't experienced chronic pain. But as the module went on, I was so surprised to see the many connections between chronic 
physical pain and my own challenges with anxiety and panic attacks. The stuff happening in my brain that could make my world shrink down due to anxiety were the same things happening in the brains of folks with chronic pain, which also made their worlds shrink down. The things that helped ease my anxiety, especially practices and mindset that turned up my relaxation response, were the very same practices and mindset that helped with chronic pain. So this is when my interest in working with mental and physical pain began. And that has only grown as I've worked with people and seen firsthand how yoga practices, those that include but also go beyond the physical postures, can create meaningful, lasting change in our ability to cope with chronic pain and anxiety. I finished that program in 2019, and I've been seeing clients and teaching therapeutic yoga ever since. The pandemic threw a bit of a wrench into my plans, but thanks to my long-standing yoga practice, I was able to pivot and find out how much I love teaching online. Specifically, I love my online therapeutic yoga membership, which I launched in fall of 2021. And here's what I'll say about my current yoga habit. As I get older, my habit both simplifies and becomes more all-encompassing. It is no longer about mastering shapes with my body or even focused on anti-anxiety. The actual practices I do look very simple and are all about learning more about myself and learning to listen to myself so that my actions throughout the day reflect my own inner wisdom. That means, ideally, there's no time of day I'm not practicing yoga. Thanks for tuning in to today's episode. I hope you gleaned a bit of insight or inspiration from hearing about my journey. This really just skims the surface. If you have questions, don't hesitate to reach out. If this sparked your interest, head on over to my website and get your free copy of Creating a Yoga Habit for Exhausted Perfectionists. It's a little guide I made just for you. The Homecoming Podcast is brought to you by the Homecoming Online Therapeutic Yoga Membership. Find out more about it at the link in the show notes. I'll see you next week.